0: Hi, this is Janet Lansbury, and welcome to Unruffled. In this episode, I'll be responding to an email I received from a woman named Magda. Very important name for me. That's the name of my mentor, Magda Gerber. And she has a very common dilemma, actually. She and her husband are facing a struggle every evening trying to help their very active seven month old change into his pajamas after bath time. And it's become a time of dread for them. And anyway, I will be giving some advice around that, and also this advice will apply to diaper changes, which many, many parents struggle with. Now, before I begin, I want to remind everyone once again that both of my books are available on audio at audible.com, No Bad Kids, and Elevating Child Care, A Guide to Respectful Parenting, are also available uh, in paperback on Amazon. And in ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Apple.com. So, here's the note I received from Magda. Dear Janet, I'm a huge fan of yours and of the blog. I read it, think about your advice, and try to follow it. I have a seven-month-old whom I never forced to sit or do tummy time, even though many people, including family members, really tried to push this. And I think it was good that we didn't force him. At five and a half months, he was already climbing stairs, crawling, and so much more. Wow, that's very young to be doing those things. Physically, he is strong and independent and careful. He learned to fall down safely and even knows not to climb down stairs yet because he tried once and can tell he doesn't know how. Thank you, she says in all capital letters. I have a problem, however, he hates getting dressed. That's also in all capital letters. Hates getting dressed. In particular, the after-bath, before-bed pajama time is stressful. I try to tell him what is going on, but he strains, screams, crawls away. I get exasperated and just kind of shamefully force him into pajamas, almost chasing him, his limbs. My husband and I both try, and it just seems so sad and horrible. After pajama time, he cries for a while longer, And I have to hold him and caress him before we can breast or bottle feed, read a book, and go to bed. How can we make pajama time a good time? Thank you so, so much, Magda. So here are some of my thoughts for Magda, and anyone else that's dealing with these very, very common, typical situations. Now, first of all, the fact that this is happening to a child who is obviously shown that they are very, very active is no coincidence. (laughs) Um, And almost every child has some version of this. Their bodies are telling them, move, move, move. I'm working on these skills. This is what my body wants to do. There's no way in the world that they're going to want to stop and just be held down and have things done to them. Well, I mean, maybe there are some children like this, but most of them once they get into their motor development, they don't want to be held back. They don't want to be held down. That makes a lot of sense. That's why car seats are difficult. And that's why diaper changes and dressing can be very difficult. So what do we do? First, we go in knowing that we are not torturing our child by helping them to do the things that they're struggling to do, that they don't want to do. That that is not as bad as it sounds. We're hearing the feelings, but the feelings are not what we might worry they are, which is, you know, that their child is complete and utter discomfort. This is more of a complaint, a healthy, healthy complaint. No, 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 I don't want to do this right now. I don't want to stop what I'm doing. I don't want to hold still while you put pajamas on me. So the more that we can encourage our child to disagree with us about this, the better chance we have of not getting frustrated ourselves (laughs) and approaching this in a healthy way that we can survive knowing that we've actually had a really positive exchange with our child. We've let our child know that, yeah, you can tell me no, no, no. And sometimes we have to do it anyway, but i I'm fine with you telling me no and I want to hear it and I i don't judge it and I don't feel like you should always want to comply with everything that we need to do for you as parents, these choices that we have to make because we are seeing the bigger picture. It's okay. That's okay to have that in our relationship that we disagree. Another more specific way to approach this is to try preparing. Prepare is another magic word that Magda Gerber taught us. Preparing our child for what will happen so that the child can know a story that comes true. Be able to predict something in their world and know exactly what's going to happen. So while the child in this case is in the bath, I would say after we finish with your bath, it's going to be time for us to go to the changing area and we'll have a couple of pajamas there for you. We're going to choose one and we'll be placing it on your foot. We'll need your foot to go into the foot section, the little hole for your foot, and then your other foot will go on the other side, and then your arm will go into a hole, an armhole, and your other arm will go into the other armhole. Oh, and we'll need to lift you up, and we'll need to pull this pajama behind you. So you don't have to go to great detail, but I would go into some detail so that your child can hear these things that are gonna happen. What that does is it helps the child to feel like this isn't being done to me. This is something I'm a part of and this is something that I know is gonna happen and I'm kind of looking forward to doing these different things. And you might even say, and maybe you're gonna feel like saying no, 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 like you sometimes do. Sometimes when you get out of the bath, you're so tired and you just wanna crawl all around and you don't want to stop and put your pajamas on. That's okay but we still have to put your pajamas on because we love you and it's our job to take care of you. But you can say no, 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 we're fine with that. So this helps your child understand that this is all welcome and these feelings are, are fine for them to have and that you know they know what's going to happen in this exchange. And it also helps us to prepare us <laughs> for how normal and healthy and positive these kinds of exchanges are. And so we come into it ready and willing to deal with any drama that we get in this little story that's going to unfold. So that's one thing I would definitely do. Another thing, have a special place that you always do this. A changing table is, I think, a good place because it is somewhat contained. It has a feeling of, you know, if we've been approaching it in a respectful, participatory way with our child, if we've been approaching diaper changes this way all along then this becomes, here's this time that we have together. And this time can go all different ways, but it's always a time of intimacy. It's a time where we invite you to join with us in this experience. It's not something we're just trying to rush through and distract you and and do to you. It becomes a little mini ceremony in our day, a ritual. And children definitely look forward to rituals when they are familiar, when they are predictable, and when they are allowed to participate in them to the extent of their ability. So, this little guy with all his motor abilities, he could probably, and maybe he does during the day. I don't know what um, Magda didn't mention, how he does during other diaper changes and times when she's trying to ask him for some cooperation. But I imagine that he's able to shoot that arm through a sleeve, and kick that foot into a into a um, a little footsie in his pajama. This guy, like all children, but especially this kind of guy, he's going to be capable. He can do this stuff, and he wants to participate. So say, do you want to do this? Do you want to put your arm through here? And maybe he can, and maybe he can't, and that's okay, too. Because another important thing to understand about this is this is happening at the end of the day. This is happening when there's been stresses, there's been a stimulation, there's just exhaustion. When you're this tiny and you are this active and just taking in the world the way babies do, there's exhaustion at the end of the day. They are overwhelmed. They are overdone. They are done, done, done. So this is the time with the least possibility for calm, happy, nice little exchanges and cooperation. This is a time when children have commonly, commonly have feelings to express and they've used these situations to express them. And that's very, very healthy. So I would know that whatever you're doing with him or any child at the end of the day like this, there's probably going to be feelings that come out through it that are not that fun to hear. Let your child release. This is something your child needs to share with you at the end of the day. So he's not being tortured. He's saying, no, no, no. And on top of that, I'm going to share with you all this ah, the stuff that's gone into my body today <laughs> that I need to get out to be able to have a good sleep. And that's also why he cries afterwards still. Not because he's recovering from this trauma, that his parents have traumatized him and done this terrible thing to him. That's generally what we tend to fear. He's actually letting out more of this feeling with feelings, with these safe people that he needs to be able to share with and have them not get panicky, not get upset, not get annoyed with him, to really welcome this. You know, it's it would be nice if it was very straightforward and children could just say to us or babies could just prove This isn't just about this. Really, I'm releasing these things from all day long. That would be so nice. It would help us a lot. But they're not able to do that. They don't know themselves. But their bodies know. They have such wisdom for sharing their feelings at this age. Such access to their feelings. So trust the feelings. And then the next aspect of this I want to mention is coming into this again with this healthy attitude so that you're not going to get exasperated you're going to see the feelings as healthy because the only possibility that you would do anything that actually would be negative for your relationship would be out of your exasperation so you know we can't tell you not to be exasperated but we can say welcome this you're not doing something wrong you're not torturing your child This isn't something you have to worry about. You don't have a bad child. You don't have, you know, somebody that's being mean to you at the end of the day. This is normal, healthy, the way children clear their feelings, the way babies clear their feelings of the day, and very, very positive. And it might happen at other times during the day, too. These exchanges are still loaded with other feelings when children get upset about them. It's not about the fact that you're doing something that they know that something that they have to do. Really, on some level, they know it, and they don't believe that you're hurting them or torturing them. Now, how will this look when he's moving away? How will this sound? Like I've said in other podcasts, the words do not matter. I'm going to say words that you wouldn't say. What matters is the tone, your attitude, your perception of this situation. So, okay, so let's imagine I'm going to pick you up and help you get out of the bath. And then I'm going to take you to, let's just say it's the bed in this case. So like we talked about, I'm going to help you put your pajamas on when you get out of the bath and you're reaching your hands out. Are you ready for me to pick you up? Now, maybe right there he says, no, 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 with his body or he turns away. Then I would say, ah, it seems like you're not ready now, but it really is time. So I'm going to pick you up. And then you carry him into the bedroom. Okay, here we go. We're gonna go into the bedroom. And now I'm going to lay you down on the bed. And then let's say he immediately flips over to his tummy and he starts crawling away. Oh, I see, you want to move away. You want to move away, but it's time to get dressed right now. So oh, I'm gonna stop you. I see, you wanna move away. I'm gonna bring you back over here. And now you're holding on to him. And maybe he's flailing. Ah, you're not liking this. You really, really wanted to move. Here's your pajama right here. And just like I told you before, we're going to put your foot in. Do you want to be the one to do it? Or do you need me to do it? So now he's kicking and he's flailing and he doesn't want to do it. Ah, you don't want to do it right now. Maybe you can pause for a minute or half a minute or just a few seconds. (laughs) Yeah, you're showing me. You're saying no, 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 you don't like this. You don't like this and you may be tired too. I know it's really hard at the end of the day to do this stuff. And then somehow he stops while he listens to you and you say, okay, I think I'm going to help you this time. I'm going to put your foot in here. Putting this over your foot and up now this other foot, here's a hole for this other foot. Can that other foot go in? Okay. Now he's starting to try to turn over again and yeah, we really want to move to your tummy hmm, maybe we can try it on your tummy. Should we try that? And then now you're holding him on his tummy. Of course, it's easier for him on his tummy to scoot away, but that's okay. So this is like a dance. We're going to be flexible. And all of this holds true with diaper changes as well. We're going to be flexible. We're going to try to, you know, make it work for him if we can, but sometimes we're going to have to insist. So, I'll dance a little with you, but then you've got to dance a little with me. It's that kind of exchange. You know, I think sometimes we as parents get caught up in that this has to look a certain way. This has to look like my child is just there and they're so willing and it all goes so nicely. And this is this wonderful parenting moment. And, oh, we feel so good at the end of the day when things go like this. I mean, truthfully, as I said the end of the day, things are going to be a mess for all of us with babies, with toddlers, even with three-year-olds, four-year-olds, six-year-olds. That's the toughest time of the day. That's the day when things aren't going to go smoothly. That's the time of day when kids are going to have feelings to express. And that's the time of day when we can't give them a lot of choices and those kinds of things that we might be able to give them when they aren't exhausted and overwhelmed. So... Dance the dance and don't be afraid when it looks messy. And don't be afraid of stopping him. Come into this knowing it could be a battle, but it's not a scary battle. It's a healthy battle. It's a time you get to give him so many positive messages and show him that you're not afraid of him and you're willing to hear his feelings and agree with his feelings. Yeah, you you don't like this at all. You're showing me you want to move. You're on the move, boy. There's nothing to avoid here. We can tell the truth to each other. And there's a great freedom in that, you know? And you could say, well, this is so hard today. We're having a really, really hard time. This is crazy. Gosh, you're just like Mr. Scoot going all over the place and I'm trying to stop you. But stop him early. Don't let him get to the other side of the bed. (laughs) Don't let him get far away. Say, you know, I see how much you want to move. I'm going to stop you. A lot of acknowledging of what you're getting from him. The more you do that, the better you know, the less of like, well, we have to do this now because he really does know that already. Just really focus on acknowledging while you hold on to your agenda. I mean, this is a time as parents when we have an agenda and that's okay. So I've got my agenda, but yeah, you can not like my agenda and that's okay with me. I still have to do it. I love you that much. I love you that much that I'm not afraid of your feelings either. You know, Magda asks, how can we make pajama time a good time? Reframe good. Reframe loving. This is a good time. (laughs) It's a good time because I'm treating you with respect. I'm engaging with you. I'm in our relationship. I want to see you. I want to know you. I'm not afraid of you. I'm comfortable in my role as your leader who loves you so much that I'm going to do things even when you say no to them. That's a good time. (laughs) And you're going to share some feelings with me through this that will help you to sleep better and know that I'm the safe person to share feelings with. So, nothing could be more positive. Now, I speak more about this in How to Love a Diaper Change, and I believe it's called Dealing with Diaper Changing Disasters. That's another one I wrote about diaper changes. I talk more about these specifics. Um, but I'm really happy to have this opportunity with the podcast to be able to actually demonstrate the tone and the words and the what acknowledging feelings really sounds like because I, I find it difficult to say that in written words wanting to put exclamation points but not wanting to because then maybe it sounds like I'm getting upset with you. So this is a helpful medium for me. And all those things that I talk about in how to love a diaper change hold true that we want to engage children that we want to talk them through the details of these situations so that they can feel a part of them even when it's messy i hope this helps and please check out some of my other podcasts if you found this one helpful and again both of my books are available on audible if you like hearing rather than reading if that's easier for you, you, just have more time for it as a parent, as a busy parent. I really want to thank you all for listening. And remember, we can do this.